W-E-L, come to the empowerment experiment. This is your girl, Beautiful Q, and we are back again with episode number 18, y'all. Yes, 1-8, feeling like I just jumped off the porch. <laughs> I mean, if you don't get the joke, it's because when teenagers turn 18, they think they grown. Yeah, okay, back to the episode. So this episode is going to be about Q, the generational curse breaker. Yes, I have deemed myself the generational curse breaker in my family because I refuse to go through the things that my ancestors, my aunts, my mom, anybody, cousins, whatever the heck, anybody in my family has ever went through because I realized that life is actually what you make it. It's what you perceive. So if you're perceiving a crappy life, it's because you feel like happening inside. If you perceive a happy life, it's because you're actually happy in the inside. Yes, that is real. It is totally real. Um, so I just wanted to go ahead and just um, you know, do a little story time, do something different um, on this episode. So I'm going to go ahead and dive right in. In the tapestry of time, I weave a tale of strength, resilience, and the power of choice. It is a story of three generations of black women bound by the weight of generational curses and the courageous choice of a fourth generation to break those chains. In the first generation, there was pain. Deep-rooted wounds were passed down from mother to daughter, an inheritance of struggle and limitation. The echoes of oppression, discrimination, and trauma reverberated through their lives, shaping their identities and constraining their dreams. They carried the burdens of their ancestors, often unaware of the power within them to redefine their destiny. In the second generation, the cycle continued. The generational curses gained strength, their grip tightening with each passing year. The limitations became internalized, whispered into the ears of the daughters as a cruel inheritance. They carried the weight of their mother's pain shackled to a destiny they did not choose. But in the third generation, a glimmer of hope emerged, a flicker of awareness ignited within a daughter's heart. She yearned for something more, a life beyond the confines of her lineage. In the depths of her soul, she recognized the power of choice, the possibility of breaking free from the generational curses that held her family captive. And so, the fourth generation arrived, a black woman ready to reclaim her narrative, to shatter the chains that bound her ancestors. With unwavering determination, she stood at the crossroads of her family's history, refusing to succumb to the weight of the past. She made a choice, a sacred vow to break the cycle and chart a new path. In her journey, she confronted the generational curses head on. She embraced self-reflection, 
delving deep into her own wounds and insecurities. She sought healing, shedding the layers of pain that had clung to her lineage for far too long. She dismantled the limited beliefs and societal expectations that had confined her to family for generations. With each step, she rewrote the narrative. She pursued education, knowledge, and self-empowerment, refusing to be limited by the societal boundaries. She cultivated self-love, dismantling the self-destructive patterns that had plagued her family tree. She nurtured her dreams, unapologetically pursuing her passions and defying the limitations imposed upon her. Through her choices, she not only liberated herself, but also created a ripple effect, a seismic shift that reverberated through the generation. She stood as a testament to the power of choice, the power to break the chains of generational curses and the power to redefine one's destiny. This fourth generation black woman became a beacon of hope, a catalyst for change and a living testament to the resilience of her ancestors. She embraced the heritage, honoring the struggles and triumphs of those who came before her and carrying their spirit of resilience and strength within her. As the curtain falls on its tail, let it be a reminder that the power to break generational curses lies within each and every one of us. Let us draw inspiration from the story of these black women. My women, my black women, me, my family, a testament to the human spirit capacity for the transformation, growth, and the liberation of our souls. May we have the courage to confront the wounds of the past, the audacity to choose a different path, and the determination to break free from the chains that bind us. Giving myself a round of applause because that was very beautiful. Very beautiful. Um, yes. Call me Q, the generational curse breaker. I am here, like I put on my Instagram, I am here to give things a little twist, shake things up, give it a little boop, boop, they do. That's what I was put here for. Now, me personally, I have watched. And don't get me wrong, I have some very strong, beautiful black women in my family, as well as the men and the males in my family. But I have come from generations, generations of a single mother home. Yes, meaning time. Um, my family's been plagued by a lot, which I'm pretty sure every family's been plagued by drugs. Um, this abandonment, you know, overworking, you know, not having self-love, just, you know, just all types of crap that they carry, pick up, and pass down to generations as if it's money. I mean, don't pass me no generational curves. How about you pass me some generational dollars? That's what I'm trying to get. I don't want none of your curses. I don't want none of your mood swings. I don't want none of that. So this is why I wanted to create an episode about this, because me personally, I believe in breaking the generational curses because a lot of people go around and they feel like their parents, their grandparents, you know, great grandparents, whatever, they feel like that is what it is. That's the status quo, that's what it is, that's what you should stick to it. 
And it's like, let's be real. That's not what it is. Sorry to burst somebody's bubble, but I'm going to burst it. I'm going to burst it. I just burst your bubble because that is crazy to go. I mean, okay, think about it. Okay. And this is not to the people who have generational wealth. This is to the people who are come from a struggling family, no generational wealth, nothing to pass down. Boom. That's my family. I.E. raising my hand. I'm cool with that because I can face it, fix it and move the hell on. That's how you fix stuff. So I came from a family like that and I refuse. I refuse to start another generation like that. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. Obviously, the rules and whatever the generation before us and before us, I mean, the generation before us, before then and before then, obviously what they were doing is not working. So we have to try something new. And that's fixing the things that you know are not good. Okay, I don't know. Uh, Self-love, that's a perfect example. If you come from a family that constantly puts you down, puts other people down, even they don't even put that much effort into themselves unless it's materialistic, there's no self-love there. Because there's no way you can talk about other people and see bad in other people when you love yourself. Because when you can see the good in yourself, you can see the good in other people. That's, that's kind of like how life works. Because at the end of the day, what you perceive is your world. So if you perceive negative people, you perceive people as thieves, liars, whatever the heck, hmm, maybe you're a Yeah, yes, that's pretty much what it is. So if you have a perception of negativity, you may want to change that. Things, granted, granted, a lot of that comes from generation, comes from your family. It comes from your family. Listen, there's families that sit and talk and gossip about their own family, their own family members. And, and, and listen, believe it or not, this shit is real. I can't believe it, but it's true. Me personally, I have decided to take my energy back, my time back. I'm like back to waters, reclaiming my time. I need it back. I don't have to be in a certain environment. I don't have to be around certain people if I feel that they do not serve the greater good and what I got going on. If you are gossiping, don't expect me to be around you. If you are a gossiper, if you are a gossiper, you may want to do some inner work because let me tell you something. You can sit high and look low just like you got up there. Somebody can bring you down. So you may want to humble yourself and stop talking about people. Okay? You don't know what that person went through to get there. So I don't understand how people can look, judge, and talk about people. That's just mind-boggling to me. So, yes, if you come from a family of gossipers, they don't love themselves. Self-love. Boom. Something you need to work on. Self-love. That's why I'm here, boo-boo, to help you out. If you come from a family of gossipers and your family talk about you, boom. You are meant to be the curse breaker. Usually the curse breakers are the black sheets. You say, hmm, 
What's the black sheep to the people who don't know? The black sheep is the one that's always going against the grain. Yes, and I say going against the grain, not going with their flow because their flow is poop. I want to flow like water. I don't want to flow like mud. You get what I'm saying? Like, I just can't. It's no flow. It's so negative. It's so dark. It's so, ugh. Like, nobody wants to flow like that. So me, and personally, I was the black sheep of the family. I was the one that used to, used to snap on the elders. I don't do that no more. I just don't. I, I, let me put a disclaimer, okay? I don't snap no more. What I do is I just remove myself from the situation. But the old cue, the old cue, what I would do when I dealt with family members who would talk about me is I would actually approach them. Yeah, I would approach them because let me tell you, the way I feel, me personally, I'm not going to gossip about you. Because if I'm talking bad about you, it's a problem. If there's a problem, only person who can resolve my problem is you. So I'm going to come directly to you, the source. I'm not going to go to Mary Jane, Tom Dick over there because they can't help me. They can only give me their opinion. And their opinion is like assholes. Everybody got one. So it's not going to solve nothing. So that's why I will always go directly to the source. You get what I'm saying? Because that's just how real I am. That's, I'm, I'm straight to the point. I like looking at the resolution. How can we resolve this instead of you dragging it on as if it's going to get you some money or get me some money? It's not getting me no money. But me personally, I never held on to it. But I will also approach a person like, what's the problem? We family. You get what I'm saying? Because if you was a person on the street talking all that, the old quail would have done doop, 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 doop. Let me see if I still got it type, type deal. But don't do that no more. I chilled out. You know what I'm saying? I calmed down. It's all about peace, love, and happiness. Smile. Now, I just say enjoy love because I really want you to enjoy love because you don't love yourself. So I'm going to give you that love to enjoy. That's my new saying. When somebody is doing something or made me mad, I either remove myself and I just say enjoy love. I'm sending you love and happiness. I'm not sending you no hate, no none of that negative energy because I don't even want that in me. That's just way... We should be, and that's why you inner heal. You can't give people. Listen, when you are a generational curse breaker, you're going to get people that's going to look at you crazy, going to look at you like you think you're better than all of this. And I can't help that. That's what you think about me. If you think that I'm better than everybody, that's on you, boo, because I don't carry myself like that. I carry myself as a queen, as a lady, a woman of feminine energy. You get what I'm saying? That's how I carry myself. But I don't carry myself as if I'm better than everybody else. That's not what I do. What I do is I carry myself because I know where I'm going and I know where I come from. So I carry myself with great, with a great amount of confidence that I would never, ever, ever dim down for nobody else. Do not let my confidence offend you. That's what you have to tell these people, okay? Especially if you come from a family that has mm, confidence issues, self-love issues. You're displaying that. They try to put a certain stigma on you. I don't care. Me personally, let it be there. Because if you really deal with me, then you'll come and talk to me. And once you talk to me, you'll realize that I'm a cool ass chick. I'm cool. I'm laid back. I stay to myself. I mind my business. And I do my business. I'm all about my bag. I'm all about my kids. Just doing me. That's it. So I don't be in nobody's business. I don't gossip about nobody. None of that. 
People come tell me stuff, guess what? You won't even know that they told me. That's the type of person that I am. You know what I'm saying? So that's stuff like that people don't like. And I don't care. You shouldn't care. You should not care, like at all. Like, long as you know what you want to do and where you're going, being that generational curse breaker is going to be the easiest process. You're going to have days. Going to have days. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I felt like going on this journey was like a... I've been on this journey for like two years, and I feel like it was like three stages of... And, and, and I'm pretty sure there's more. Like, there's more. Like, the first stage was you know, fixing basic things that the, that the, you know what I'm saying, that we as basic humans experience. Why are you mm, sad all the time? Uh, why are you always mad all the time? Why are you always irritated? Those are things that you want to look into. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have somebody that's constantly irritating you, like, or it sounds like they're irritating, but honestly, they're not irritating you, then it's something in you that is very irritable. And you may want to fix that. I'm not sure if your parents or your family made you feel like you were aggravating growing up. So that way, when you became an adult, you started making people feel like they were aggravating. Again, cycles, cycles, generational curses. You get what I'm saying? I come from a family to where, like, I just found out that me not having, not even just me, I can just say all the kids in my family and probably the adults, when they were kids, they went through the same thing. A lot of Kids don't even have the ability to talk or communicate because when they do, it comes off as disrespectful instead of them listening to what the kids say. So there's a lot of kids. Me personally, I'm going to speak for myself. Me personally, I never really talked a lot. I never talked a lot. Going through school, I didn't talk a lot, but I can talk a lot. Like if that makes sense, I didn't talk a lot because growing up when you're in an environment to where they make you feel like what you're saying doesn't make sense or anything like that, you just don't even talk. You just don't even waste your breath. So me as an adult, like I said in my last episode, once you get in a certain, like, you know, I can communicate. I can type some good emails. I can, I can do whatever. I can do all that. I can talk on the phone with a business, all that good stuff. But if I'm in a certain environment where I'm pissed off and I just, I'm, I'm irritated, just aggravated, I don't know how to, I would, let me not even put myself back in there before I started working on myself, I was not able to communicate. I would yell. I would yell, 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 get tense, turn into that, turn that little because I'm from Miami, so we used to boot up. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know what I'm saying? Only girl of four boys, so of um, four kids, so three boys, one girl. So I had a lot of like, you know what I'm saying, tomboy ways on me, so I would turn that on. So I thought that that was normal. Again, another generational curse, watching the women in my family be single mothers, which caused them to operate in their masculine energy all the time. I thought that that was normal. It was not normal. It wasn't. Baby, I thought it was normal. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, you can't blame them. You cannot blame them because, and what I can say is I've seen my, my aunties, my mom, I've seen them do the best that they can raising young black men. I've seen them do the best that they can. But did it baby? They had to go into some masculine way. And I can say that me and a lot of the girl cousins in my family, we have picked that up. 
And a lot of us are now working on it only because we have sons. A lot of us have sons. And it's like, when you think about it, do you really want your son with a girl that's very masculine, that's like a man, like in, in women's clothing? Like, no, I don't, me personally. So it's like, okay, how is it cool for me to do it, but I don't want my son to end up with no woman like that. Like, boom, curse, generational curse, watching the women operating their masculine energy, and it, boom, I, I'm not doing it. I'm breaking it. I'm breaking it. I don't want to be the... Listen, I feel like you always feel trapped. I'm not looking for no man, but at the same time, me, me as a black woman, I'm not doing all that, working hard, all that. Mm-mm, mm-mm, honey. No, I'm not. How I watch my mom and my auntie don't work 10, 80 hours a week. No, baby. Mm-mm, no, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'd rather find another way to make money than to give these corporations my time and I miss out on my kids. That's kind of like what my, my mom, them, you know, what, what me and my, the, my cousins and my brother went through in our generation because we came from single parents. We saw them just work, they just work. So we kind of like took care of ourselves. We didn't have dads. Like my dad was like in and out, but he was like between jail and home. But I mean, it is what it is. You get what I'm saying? You can live and you learn. So that's another, generational thing um, as far as like black women operating in their masculine energy because they've come from single parent households. It's not cool. It would never be cool. And it is not a thing. Let's lose it, drop it um, because it's not cool. And plus you always, you, you want to, and I mean, be me being the only girl with three brothers, I've seen so much and I've have a lot of boy cousins, a lot of boy cousins, more than girls. So I would see them, um, I would see them get with masculine, um, masculine women that reminded them of their mom. I would see them get with soft women that they've never seen before in which they never, they didn't know what to do with it because they've never seen how to handle a soft woman because their mom was so rough, tough, thuggish. And then they got their, their cousins, sister them was like, you know, like we just, we, we with the boys. So, and then us girls was never taught the uh, feminine lifestyle because our, you know, they didn't really have time because when you have a massive amount of boys, um, you really don't have a lot of time to teach a lot of feminine stuff. You know, I mean, you don't even have time to, to teach yourself feminine energy. So that was another thing. Um, Another generational thing that I saw that I was breaking. So, I mean, listen, there's no rush in healing. You get what I'm saying? And don't let nobody make you think that there is a rush. There's no rush. There's no time frame um, in healing. You go through, you live, and you learn. Like, I'm still learning about generational um, curses within my family that I'm, I'm breaking every day and I make damn sure well that I won't pass it down to my kids. My kids, I want to leave them generational wealth. I want them to see me being great. I mean, listen, another generational curse. I'm sorry, y'all. I got to tell y'all this before I go. Y'all want these kids to be great. Y'all want these kids to be great. Y'all want them to say, Go to college, get a good job, blah, 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 blah. Make a lot of money, blah, 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 blah. Never give up, never quit. But you as a parent, you're not doing none of that. 
How in the hell? Let me, let me say this again. How in the hell you expect a kid to put B great when you're not being great? You're not even following your dreams. You're not even doing what you want to do. So how do they know how to do it if you're not showing them? That's why we're here as parents. Another generational curse. Boom. Me and all my cousins, I'm pretty sure my mom and and their generation was always taught to go to college, get a good job, make a lot of money, take care of your family, be great, be better. Listen, the worst advice I ever heard a parent tell their child, and I used, I was very big on this, be better than me. That's the worst advice you can tell your child. Listen, hear, hear me out, hear me out, okay? Yes, every parent wants their child to, to have a better life than them. Hell yeah. But do you really think your damn child wants to have a better life than you? Your child wants you to have a great life just like them so they can live their life worry-free. Do you know how many adults, do you know how many grown kids wish to retire their parents so their parents don't work anymore? I, I said, hear me out. I said, hear me out. Do you know how many kids, grown kids, see their parents still working these jobs, doing things they're not supposed to, struggling? Yes, their kids are doing good, but guess what? The kids want the biggest thing, worry is the parents. The pets. When I, when I hear people tell their kids to be better than them, that's crazy. That's crazy. You, yes, you want your child to be better than you. Hell yeah. Hell yes. But if you put it all on a child, what the hell are you doing? Why is it fair? Okay, so... Basically, you're telling me, you're telling the child, you're showing the child. I don't think people understand. When these parents show, when these parents push these kids, be great. Do it. You can do it. Don't quit. But they work at a job they hate, living in a place they don't like, being around people they don't like, doing stuff they don't like. How in the hell, what do you think that child is gonna do when they grow up? I'm wiggling in my chair in case y'all wondering why I'm sounding like that. They're gonna do, they're gonna repeat the cycle because that's all they know. That's all you're teaching them. What the hell is words? What the hell is words with no action? How can you tell a child to follow their dream when your dreams are on the back burner burning. You haven't even tasted your dream. You haven't even touched your dream. You haven't even looked at your dream since you got pregnant or had a child or lost a job. How in the hell can you expect greatness from a child when you're not displaying greatness? Stop putting on that pressure on a child. Get your act together and be great. Show them what it is. Be be the beacon of hope. Show them. You break the goddamn generational curses and don't leave that on your child. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. 
what I can say is I'm very, very grateful to have a mother like mine. She was that beacon of hope. She was that glimmer of light in her generation. And I'm going to give flowers where it's due. She was the one who told me that what you go through is not what your life is. And this lady has been through so much, but if you look at her, you will not know. She has been through a hell of a lot. And when I tell you, I was never exposed to none of what she was exposed to. None. So if I seen a woman like that make it work with so little, imagine what I can do. I didn't have a, a, a horrible childhood. Okay, my mom did the best she could. My childhood was not compared to hers. But I have a story. We all have a story. We all have a story. What the hell are you writing? Are you still writing the same old pages that your grandma wrote, your mama wrote, your great grandma? Are you still writing those same pages? This is for the men too. I'm not just speaking to the women. This is for the men too, and not just black women, not just black men. I'm speaking to everybody. If you know you come from a family of BS, fix it, fix it, because it's just gonna leak onto your kids. And if you don't want to have kids like that, you need to fix it. Because if you, gonna, if you ain't gonna fix it, who will fix it? Who's going to fix it? The children are the future. We need to leave them some wealth. We need to leave them knowledge. We need to leave them all the tools and resources they need to move forward. And as parents, it's not just your job to baby them. You have to teach them stuff so that way they can survive as humans, as grown